We've got another full slate of games to look forward to, and luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus... They have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports each and every day. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even have to leave the house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to DraftKings and check out their app along with all of their daily fantasy contests. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to 1000 bucks. That's code SI, the letters SI, to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 dollars only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and Michael Fabiano. Off-season edition in full swing now. Mike, what's good with you, my man? Yeah, dude. I mean, we we had a Super Bowl that we talked about a little bit earlier on uh, that wasn't all that great. But the off-season... And and they've got to come up with a different term because there's no off season yeah. in the National Football League and fantasy football. This one could be a lot of fun. We've already seen the train with Matthew Stafford, who's going to the Rams. And then uh, you're, you're hearing rumors about Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson and Derek Carr, a lot of quarterback talk. So this offseason is going to be a lot of fun, man. So hopefully everybody uh, keeps plugged in because there is no off season. Uh, your boy, uh, Rich Eisen. I'm not, I'm saying that's your boy because you you know former coworker of yours. Yeah, he's. I'm a not friend. sure if that's your boy or not. But no, you know yeah, no, he's a he's a, he's always been good to me. Rich is uh Rich is is a good man in my book. No doubt. I'm a, I never met Rich Eisen, but I'm a fan as well. Uh, Rich Eisen calls it the business season. That's right. Yeah. Yep. So I guess you know we just go with Rich Eisen. This is the NFL's business season, making it also fantasy football's business season. Uh, before we get into your off season wish list run through a couple things on that. I do want to ask you, what do you think about the situation that's playing out? You, you touched on it briefly in uh in, in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Uh, what is this, this Marcus Mariota thing that's going around? Like, what's the deal? Do you think that they're trying to shop Mariota or do you think they really are trying to shop Carr and they want to keep Mariota? Because I don't know where Gruden's at with them. I think it could be like, I think it could be like, the, I think it could be like the Carson Wentz thing. Remember how, how Super Bowl weekend, oh, a big blockbuster Carson Wentz deal is done, and mm. it's been crickets ever since. Right, exactly. I feel like the Raiders are, and I don't know any inside information on this, I feel like the Raiders are willing to move either one of those two quarterbacks if the price is right, Okay, whether it's Carr or whether it's Mariota. But you also hear Derek's brother, David, saying that the Raiders have turned down any and all offers for his brother. I, I think the most 
likely if one of these two quarterbacks is not with the Raiders next season, Mariota maybe going to New England could be a fit. Okay. No, there's so think about it. Deshaun Watson is not available, but teams are going to push to acquire him. And the Texans have said he's not available. Carson Wentz is available. There's two or three teams I feel like that are at the top of the list with the with the Colts and the Bears leading the charge. Maybe the Broncos are in that mix as well. The free agent quarterbacks, Dak Prescott's not a free agent. He is, but he's not. He's not going yeah. anywhere. <clears throat> yeah. If, if then, worst case scenario, he'll get tagged. Then you've right. Then you've got, you know, Cam Newton. Ugh. Washed. I mean, you know, he's he seems to be a bit to washed as a, as a quarterback, yeah. right? Jameis, I mean, Jameis is interesting. Trubisky's not. <laughs> Fitzpatrick is, I mean, I love Fitzpatrick. Maybe he's a bridge to somebody else. You know, Andy Dalton, like Jacoby Brissett, like Back there's up. not a lot of good yeah. free agent quarterbacks uh, that are going to be on the market. So, but there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback. Sam Darnold's also been mentioned as potentially someone who could be traded. I mean, there's been rumblings about Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, maybe being out of San Francisco, who knows? But what I feel like is if a team can't get Watson, and I know the Jets are considered the favorites if the Texans will trade him, or a team can't get Wentz, then guys like Jameis are kind of the the backup plan, you know, or acquiring Darnold would be kind of a backup plan. And I feel like Mariota would also be further down on that list, of course, of the of the attractive quarterbacks who could be on the move. But a team like the Patriots, he's still a young man and he's shown some flashes at the NFL level. And the Patriots right now, I mean, they have two quarterbacks under contract and one of them is, you know, Jared Stedham. And the other one is a guy that I don't really know very much about. So I think his name is Jacob Dolgala. <laughs> I mean, there's, me. <laughs> there's, there's not much there. So I wouldn't be surprised if Mariota is dealt because think about it quarterback. And it's funny, my guy, Dave Damashek, who uh, is a good pal of mine. You know, we worked together at the NFL network for, for a long, long time. He always, he always said that playing quarterback in the national football league is the most difficult job to fill on the planet because you've got how many billions of people on this big blue marble and you can't find 32 guys who are good. <laughs> like <laughs> the NFL is always looking for good quarterbacks, man. So like, that's why it doesn't make sense for a player like Mariota to be a backup because he's a starter caliber player, maybe not a top notch starter, but he's still a starting caliber player. No doubt. I, I, I can agree with you on that. The, I remember the big, the big thing a couple years ago was Winston versus Mariota kind of like uh Manning versus leaf. Uh, but obviously, it's not, not played out uh, so far for either of those two young quarterbacks. But I still think it's future and in, involving them. I think like the quarterback market is almost like crypto, and you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and right. and I guess you got. I guess you would say that Deshaun Watson is the Bitcoin. So let's go ahead and start <clears throat> and hop into some of these the off season wish list. And I want to start right off the top. And you say that part of your off season wish list would be a trade of Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts reuniting him with Frank Wright. Do you think Carson Wentz can be fixed because he's been a he's been a bum since he had that injury <laughs> in, in, in in Los Angeles? I think if he's going to be fixed, it'll be back with his guy Frank Reich. Yeah. And that just makes the most sense to me. It it just makes the most sense. I know the Bears are in the mix, but from a fantasy perspective as well, like keep this in mind, okay? Um what do the Bears have? Allen Robinson's a free agent. So we don't know if he's going to be back in Chicago. What are you going to offer Wentz? Dave Montgomery, okay. Darnell Mooney, 
I mean, Anthony Miller, Cole Komet. I like Komet maybe uh, as a as a late round flyer, but certainly hasn't established himself. In Indianapolis, Wentz gets Reich. He gets a ground game that's going to be impressive. Offensive He's got an line. offensive line that's pretty good. I mean, they have to replace Anthony Costanzo, who retired. Michael Pittman's a good young player. Paris Campbell, I don't know if he ever stay healthy. And I, I also would love to see in that trade, Zach Ertz go to the Colts because yeah. he would potentially be a top 10 or 12 tight end with Indianapolis. So that would be part of my wish list. But I think Wentz and Indianapolis just makes too much sense not to happen. Yeah, no, it does seem like it's a perfect fit. You mentioned the Frank Reich situation, and they have the pieces in place to kind of make the transition a little bit more easier. You send Carson Wentz to Chicago, that could be a worse situation than he was dealing with right now in Philadelphia. Right. And Carson Wentz seems like the type of dude, Mike, he, he, he has the type of personality that brings everybody in the locker room down. Yeah, so you don't want that. And, I, I mean, the, the boy, the Bears. You, at some point, we got to do, like, a podcast on which franchises had the worst quarterbacks, like, all time. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, the Bears have got to be right up there, maybe at the top. Yeah, right. Man, so, it's hard. To, it's hard to think on somebody else. <laughs> man, they had Jay Cutler, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon was not a good statistical quarterback, nope. though. I mean, hell, they they've had no luck whatsoever at the quarterback position for the most part. But I, I would I would think Wentz going to the Colts would be not only the best real football move, but also the best fantasy football move, and then also. Wentz not being in Philadelphia obviously opens the door for Jalen Hurts to be the guy. In the three games where he started and finished for the Eagles, he averaged almost 80 rushing yards a game. Giddy up. Give it to me. Inject it into my veins. Like I said last week, I love Jalen Hurts. And he is also on my Valentine's Day fantasy player love fest list. All right. Which you can also find on SI.com slash fantasy, an article that I've written uh, for a long, long time, which is a little fun, you know, it's Valentine's Day, love is in the air, and uh, I certainly have no shortage of love for Jalen Hurts and nine other players uh, in that column, which you can find right now. Here's the Hurts thing, right? The hype is going to be real, mm-hmm. and the draft stock is going to soar. And I can, listen, I can, I can, I, I feel like this. I feel like it's Baker's second season, right? I think we could see him being going off the board as high as the fifth or sixth quarterback. And I don't know if that's a smart idea. Top 10, yes. I think he's going five or six off the board because everybody's going to want a piece. They're going to want to have Hurts in the year that he has the big breakout season, his second year. We know we've obviously seen quarterbacks do very well in their second year, Mike. But is he going to steam too high? The quarterback position is so deep, though. Right? So, like, like how how high can he go? Like, uh, so – so I'm going to give you I'm going to give you quarterback. You're going to tell me whether or not you're going to take that quarterback or Hurts. All right, we'll play a little okay. game here. I am not going to mention Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, or Deshaun Watson because there's no way Hurts is going ahead of either one of those five quarterbacks. Okay. I would also suggest Dak Prescott will go ahead of Jalen Hurts. You would agree See, with me there. I, I I think people will look at Dak Prescott and say he's coming off that major injury. They'll go Hurts. Is that now, right? I wouldn't do it, but wow. I think people would. Okay. Do it. Yeah. All right. Okay. What about? Aaron Rodgers. People are going to go with the running quarterback. They they see that 83 yards rushing the game and they're going to take they're going to take him. Russell Wilson. I think that's a close call right there. I would consider I would I would go Russell Wilson, 
Because, you know, obviously Russell Wilson right now trying to milk the Seahawks for some more money. I don't like getting hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get hit, dog. You want some more money. I don't blame you. Yeah. So um, I would still go Wilson, but I can see people saying I'm going with Hurts. Justin Herbert. That's a tough call right there. I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. I mm-hmm. would go Justin Herbert, but that could be a toss-up. I know where you're going to go here. Ryan Tannehill. I, I go Hurts over Tannehill. <laughs> I know Tannehill's your, and I know Tannehill's your guy. I, I like Hurts over Brady. Tom yeah, Brady. Hurts over Brady. Joe Joe Burrow. I'm a big Burrow guy too, but I would go Hurts over Burrow. Okay, so I mean, for you, he's a top ten quarterback. Yeah, he's top ten quarterback. He's not in my top ten right now. But once right once the Eagles the trade, level. once the Eagles trade Wentz and it's official, I can see moving Hurts above. Boy, I, right now my my ten through twelve is Tannehill, Brady, and Burrow. I can see moving Hurts up to ten. Okay, I can't see moving him up any higher. And I love Jalen Hurts. Ten's pretty. That's respect, dude. And Tannehill. The only reason why I would move Hurts ahead of Tannehill is because there's changes. Arthur Smith's not there anymore. I don't know how that's going to affect him. Yeah. Interesting. I, I I think he's going to be outside of that elite level. When I say that elite level, we're talking about we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about Lamar Jackson and um you know uh, Deshaun Watson and the guys that you named who are the elite fantasy signal callers. Kyler Murray in that group as well. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, you know, could be in that mix too. But I think you're going to see Hurts come right outside that group, and I think that could be dangerous territory because now we're really banking on him to have. He has to live up to that. It's not going to come as a surprise. Right. Yeah. So I'll tell you one thing. If and part of my wish list has this scenario, quarterback could be super, super deep, man. Like yeah. if Jameis goes to Washington, Taysom is the quarterback in New Orleans, Wentz goes to the Colts, Hertz is the quarterback in Philadelphia. You got two or three rookies coming out that could start right away. I would suggest three that could start right away. Dude. This position is just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And at some point, at some point, I feel like there may have to be an adjustment in what is considered standard starting lineups. And maybe Superflex needs to be the, the default rather than traditional one quarterback. Because, I mean, you go down the list. Right? And it's funny, I was, I was doing a, a segment with Elliot Harrison, who is, by the way, like the rain man of, of the national football league. It's just bananas. And you're, I'm looking back in like the 1984 season. Right. And the quarterbacks eight, nine, and 10 were like Gary Danielson, Lynn Dickey, and Steve DeBerg. (laughs) And they all scored and they all scored like 200 points. The quarterbacks eight, nine, and 10 this past season all scored at least 337 points. Exactly. Okay. And the quarterback 20, which is Philip Rivers scored 240 points. He had 24 touchdown passes and 4100 plus passing yards. Like at some point we're going to have to we're going to have to flip and we're going to have to go superflex as the default. And I I play in superflex, they're a hell of a lot of fun. Quarterback position is too valuable in the National Football League to only start one and devalue that position so dramatically. I mean Almost every year, for as long as I can remember, I've waited on quarterbacks, 
and it's never hurt me, Corey. It's never no, hurt. It doesn't. Me. It doesn't. It, it doesn't. As a matter of fact, it's like every time I've won uh big in the high stakes field, you know what I'm saying? The, the one year, remember this is one of the most foolish things in the history of fantasy. The year that Kelvin Benjamin got hurt and everybody devalued Cam Newton. The year he mm-hmm. won the MVP, you know what I'm saying? That. Like, yep. why, why yep. was Kevin, why was Kevin Benjamin so important to Cam Newton? And then obviously one year when Aaron Rodgers was devalued, ended mm-hmm. up having a good season off mm-hmm. when Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. So, um, but I do want to keep on keep on the quarterbacks and on your wish list. Why Watson to the Niners? Why is that your wish for Watson? I would prefer that he stays in Houston. And as I wrote in the column, if the Texans come to the point where they have no choice. He's holding out. He won't show up. And we've seen more and more in sports, not only in football, that players are determining what happens to their futures more and more. We're seeing it in sports very often. So this is a worst case scenario, obviously for the Texans and their fans, but San Francisco to me would be the best landing spot. Why Watson will retain his value. He will be a top five pick at the quarterback position, but look at, how he'll elevate the rest of that team. George Kittle's already an elite tight end. Imagine catching passes from Deshaun Watson. Brandon Ayuk showed flashes of brilliance as a rookie. Think about the value with Deshaun Watson throwing him the football. Debo Samuel, same thing. Now keep this in mind, folks. And I was wrong on this too. I think a lot of us were. We were concerned about Deshaun Watson coming into 2020 because he lost New Hopkins because the Texans traded him for some stupid reason. A lot of people out there were worried about him. Watson was a guy you could have got sixth round, seventh round this past season. He ended up leading the league in passing yards. Okay. And at the end of the season, he didn't have Will Fuller either. And Will Fuller was never any great shakes either. Yeah. This was his best season by a mile. He was on pace for a career campaign. At the end of the season, Deshaun Watson was still a reliable fantasy quarterback and a productive one at that. And his top options included Chad Hansen and Kiki Q freaking day. Yeah, no doubt. Imagine what he would do for the value of Debo and Ayuk. Kittle wouldn't see an increase in value. He's already too valuable, but geez Louise. And then think about the running game. If the Niners ever featured one back, I don't know who it would be. I interviewed Raheem Mostert on my show last week uh, on Sirius XM and Mostert expects to be the starter. Jeff Wilson Jr. is also in the mix there too. Everything gets better in San Francisco. And San Francisco's got one hell of a defense, too. They just got all banged up this past season. Like, the Niners are a a Super Bowl contender, as far as I'm concerned, in 2021, if all things go right and everything went wrong for them this past season. No, that I would agree with you on that. You put Deshaun Watson and Kyle Shanahan together, that could definitely be some offensive fire. Scary, bro. Scary good. You're talking about they'd be running for eight yards a pop the way they run the football in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's come back this way and, and, and get back on this side of town um Justin Fields to the Jets why is that on your wish list Justin Fields Ohio State quarterback uh, a lot of people project him to go with the second overall pick to the New York mm-hmm. Jets the Jets obviously right now just drafted Sam Donald a few years ago he is their quarterback right now but Justin Fields to the Jets what's the deal there it's time for the Jets to to have a new identity uh Robert Salas come in as the new head coach and there's ex- excitement around the franchise now They could get Deshaun Watson, right? Watson has said that uh, New York would certainly be on his wish list. But if that doesn't happen and he stays in Houston or goes somewhere else, Justin Fields is a guy who not only 
will give you give you some some love with his arm, but he also rushed for over 800 yards and 15 touchdowns in his last two seasons uh, at Ohio State. And we love mobile quarterbacks. The Jets also have a lot of draft capital and they have a lot of money to spend. So I can see a scenario where like the Jets draft fields and maybe they get one of the top free agent wide receivers. You know, maybe it's Allen Robinson, maybe it's Juju, maybe it's Kenny Galladay, whoever it might be. They bring in a number one. Then you maybe draft a guy like Travis Etienne later on in the first round. And suddenly you got something there, dude. You got Jamison Crowder in the mix, right? Denzel Mims didn't really show too much as a rookie, but he was also banged up. Like now you, now, now you got something. Now you got something for the Jets, right? And and think about that offense. If you got fields under center, you got a guy like Travis Etienne in the backfield, or maybe they go out and sign James Conner or Leonard Fournette. They bring in a, a number one wide receiver or a guy who's at least an upgrade over what they have right now, which is not much. Jameson Crowder's a good slot receiver. The Jets could have some value, man. I mean, I'm looking at teams like like New York. This was a wasteland in fantasy. Outside of Jameson Crowder, they were garbage, right? And if the Jets do that, this would open up another wish to come true, and that would be Sam Darnold to go to Carolina. Carolina, and I... I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback, but they they don't believe in him in terms of long-term. They just don't. And the, the fact that they were so heavy into Matthew Stafford proves it. Darnold goes to Carolina, okay? He's got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. His guy, Robbie Anderson's on the on the roster. He played together with, uh, with him in New York. You got DJ Moore. I don't know if the Panthers will keep Curtis Samuel. I kind of hope he goes to Washington. But Darnold gets the hell away from the Jets. He's not under the umbrella of of the of the Adam Gase regime anymore. And maybe he sprouts wings and flies, man. Maybe he's much better in Carolina. And maybe I think Joe Brady and Matt Rule can possibly fix Joe, him and bring him. Not, right, not exactly. Him, like really give him a shot. Exactly. When, have, when, when Adam Gase is your coach, you don't have a shot. Darnold, the talent around him, the coaching, never had a chance. Put him in Carolina. Joe Brady is a, is a really good young offensive mind, right? Give him, give him Darnold, give him the reclamation project. And the, the Panthers have no shortage of talent around him, right? And, and Teddy Bridgewater. And as much as I like Teddy and uh, I respect him for coming back from that gruesome injury uh, early on in his career, man, I, Carolina doesn't see him as, as a long-term answer. And, and Darnold is still a really young quarterback. No doubt. I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater fan myself. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, obviously I've heard it from many different people, the nicest human being in the NFL. So hopefully mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, is still is getting, is getting his thing together. I don't have no problem with Teddy Two Gloves in Carolina, but like you said, by the interest in Stafford, so that they are trying to go in a different direction. Let's take it to the situation with the New Orleans Saints, mm-hmm. Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. You have you said that you wish on your wish list, you want Taysom Hill to be the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. Boy, that yep. really throws a cold a cold towel on uh, one Mr. Alvin Kamara. But All right. And in a four-game stretch, yes, Kamara had 16 targets, 10 catches with Taysom Hill under center. That's not going to cut it. That would change. There's no way Sean Payton would have that be a trend that continues into 2021 if Taysom Hill is a starter. Taysom Hill in four starts was the QB7. He averaged over 21 points per game. You want to talk about deepening the quarterback position? He'll rush for over 800 yards in that offense, right? Will Will Kamara lose a little bit of value? Yeah, because he's not guaranteed to be the goal line guy. 
they could use Taysom Hill. But I love mobile quarterbacks. And Taysom Hill, as a starter in New Orleans, Sean Payton would have to figure it out. He'd have to have a conversation with Taysom. He'd be like, dude, listen, man. Alvin Kamara is the biggest part of this offense outside of Michael Thomas. Get him the football as a pass catcher. Get him the football. It'll happen. You know, it'll happen. Uh, I don't know if Kamara is going to duplicate what he did this past season. Of course, you know, when you have a game where you score, what, six touchdowns? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, that 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 kind of feeds the, uh, the stat sheet monster there. But Taysom stays as the one, and Jameis gets to leave. And Jameis... Although he'd he'd probably have more value in in New Orleans, he'd also give you nothing as a as a runner, which Jameis never did, anyways. But there's always yeah. going to be the threat that Taysom Hill, if Winston struggles, will get the call. Ultimately, when Breeze went out, they didn't go to Jameis; they went to Taysom Hill. Sean Payton likes Taysom Hill, and I'd be a little afraid of Taysom Hill looming if Jameis has a four pick game. And Jameis has had a bunch of those, I'm sure, in his career, yeah, he man. Has. So he has. But Jameis also, think in about my it. lineup. <laughs> Mine too. Yeah. He killed me. He killed me against the Texans in championship week in 2019 with, with his horrible performance. But think about Jameis in Washington, right? So Washington apparently was in on Stafford as well. They, and don't give me the Taylor Heineke crap. Okay, the no. guy had one good game. It's a nice story. Right. Jameis, you put him in Washington and – what did he throw? One pass this past season? I don't know if the LASIK helped him or not, but maybe it will, right? You got Terry McLaurin. You got Logan Thomas. You got Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick out of the backfield. And I'd love to see him get Curtis Samuel. He is on my wish list as well, going to Washington. That's some nice young talent there for Jameis. Really is. And you got a good defense there too. So you put Jameis in Washington. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 quarterback or even maybe even top 15, but he'd be pretty good. With the talent around him, I like that. I, I think that's a good fit for Jameis Winston is, is to go to Washington. The The alternatives for Washington are you draft a quarterback who's likely not going to be ready to start in week one, maybe a guy that you have to wait half the season for. And if you can't get Jameis, I mean, maybe you, you, you try to get Darnold or worst case scenario, you go to Cam Newton. Yeah, and that's probably the worst case scenario <laughs> because they could have went to Cam Newton last year and they didn't go to Cam Newton right. with all the with all the intertwining between those two organizations with the changing the coaching staffs and stuff like that. Let me ask you one question right quick back on Taysom Hill and kind of tie this up and get ready to get up out of here, Mike. If Taysom Hill is the starter for the Saints, would you rather have Taysom Hill or, J- or Jalen Hurts? Not Hurts. Okay. Hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love him. I I loved you. I, I loved him coming out of college, man. And when he when he got drafted by the Eagles, I was I was ticked, man. I'm like, God darn it, because you didn't have a clear path to the starting job. <laughs> Little did we know that Carson Wentz was going to be terrible, <laughs> and everything in Philadelphia imploded. And suddenly now he's got that starting job uh, as long as Wentz does get dealt. All right. So right now that is Michael Fabiano's offseason fantasy football wish list. Also got that. You got the Valentine's Day. You got the man crush up there. So all kind of content being pumped out right now by my guy Fabs over on SI.com. But I would be remiss, Mike, before we get out of here and uh, get in ready and head into our Valentine's Day weekends and what have you, if we did not give a quick shout out and, and say rest in peace to Therese Paler, mm-hmm. uh, who had recently passed away, a longtime cover of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you remember him coming on our shows on Sirius XM for many years. And also uh, Chris Weisling from Chris Weisling, yeah. Chris yeah. Weisling, excuse me. Good from, friend of um, mine. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that, that one hurt. 
Sorry about that and all of that yeah. stuff. So definitely wanted to give a, a a rest in peace and shout out to those two guys right yep. there. Yeah, I, I didn't know Therese. We followed each other on Twitter, but everything that I read and heard about him, he was a wonderful man who was a very smart football man. And Chris, I could tell you firsthand, is a, a, one of my favorite. He was one of my favorite people at the NFL Network. Uh, Chris and I had a really, really good relationship. I would text him often when I found out he had cancer uh, the mm. first time around. He beat it. Then he got married to uh, Lakeisha. They had a baby boy, Link. And then the cancer came back again. And the last time I had texted him, it seemed like maybe he was turning a corner. Okay. And then suddenly it just, it, it spread. And um, uh, yeah, I, Chris is a great guy. Uh, there is a GoFundMe, by the way, for Chris Westling's family. And um, uh, it's over $200,000 right now. A lot of people loved him. So if you can, if you can donate, that'd be great. And um, rest in peace, you know, Therese, Chris, uh, Pedro Gomez is another, 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 you know, big name in the, in the industry that that's been lost lately. So um, uh, our prayers, of course, and our thoughts to all of their friends and family. No doubt about it. For Michael Fabiano's Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive SI Fantasy Podcast, we are out.